Welcome to This is Lassonde, a podcast brought to you by the Lassonde School of Engineering. Each episode, we bring you a fresh conversation from the Lassonde community. Each episode, you'll hear stories from engineers and scientists, aka our students, profs, alumni, and industry partners, stories about designing solutions to complex problems to push our world forward. Tune in as these stories will engage, inspire, and delight you to create human impact through science and engineering. I'm Tiffany Alviar, a computer engineering student at Lassonde. Today, we welcome Anson Thomas, an alum of our civil engineering program. Anson is currently working as a project coordinator with the light rail transit, applying his learning to life beyond the classroom. Anson shares his aha moment with us, the moment that he realized he wanted to be part of connecting cities and people, the moment he chose civil engineering. Let's listen in. How's it going, Anson? I'm good, Tiffany. Um, Thanks for having me here. Uh, Really is a joy to be here. Um, Yeah, I just was surprised uh, to get the message, but I'm thankful to be here to provide any sort of tips, advice, just talk all things about sound or engineering. And yes, I probably don't want to know about boring engineering things, but um, yeah, no worries. Happy to be here. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining. Um, Yeah, so to kick us off, uh, tell us what inspired you to pursue civil engineering. Civil engineering. Um, good question. So I guess it kind of started off when I was a little kid. I'm going to be a complete nerd about this, I guess. Um, it started off, I, I guess I must have been around 10 years old, and I'm so serious when I say this story. But yeah, I was just a, a young kid sitting in, in the car. I think we were, we were going on the highway. We were, we were coming back from church one Sunday, and something had just clicked. Like, we were on the 401. And we're driving back to our place in Scarborough and I don't know what it was, but I just like something just like, you know, when you have those moments, those epiphanies, things just like snap to you. And yeah, I just remember sitting there and thinking like, whoa, like highways are actually very interesting. Like, you know, when you, when you live in your house and you want to go to the store you kind of, you get onto like the very local road and then you get onto like collector or like the bigger roads essentially. And you drive over there. And like, if you drive from like big road to big road to big road, that's like, within your city, you're kind of moving from a community to community. Well, like to me, I was like, well, highways are just like a, essentially a bigger road taking you from city to city to city. And something about that was just so interesting. I just got so drawn to the aspect of wanting to be a part of, um, at that time when I was 10 years old, it was like, funny enough, it was highway and road design, um, which was, I guess, not like most kids would be thinking, most kids would be at the park or playing games, um, Maple Story or whatever. Uh, here I am in the back of my car thinking about highway design. So um, yeah, it was just, it was super strange, but you know what? I'm so thankful for that kind of like light bulb that went off in my head because kind of, I kind of just got an idea as to, I guess, where I could offer talents and, and how best to benefit people to move from like city to city. So that's kind of why I wanted to pursue um, civil engineering at a glance, I guess, as a little kid. Um, mm-hmm. And then I guess one side thing is like, in terms of wherever you go, if you, if, Tiffany, do you like to travel? I do. Yes, I do love to travel. Perfect. I love to travel too. Um, and one of the things I notice when I do go from like city to city, whether it's in like America or Europe or India, um, is everywhere that you go, there's infrastructure development everywhere. Um, and that's one of the, I guess, the more interesting aspects of civil engineering, not necessarily for the job security, but more so if it's new development, retrofits, operations and maintenance, like no matter what, in every city that you go to, even if it's a community, in every town, 
wherever you go, civil engineers are everywhere and they're mm -hmm. needed everywhere too. So that's something that just drew me so much. Like when I was a little kid to civil engineering, I just thought, well, this is a pretty cool field. Might as well check it out and see what it offers. Right. Yeah. And did that like passion and interest carry you throughout like elementary school and like high school? Did you ever think that, oh, maybe I'll try a different major or like did that passion just stay all the way throughout until you applied to engineering? Oh, man, that's actually a good question. Um, yeah, it was uh, like so, yeah, 10 years old. What is that like grade five? I guess it didn't become real until I feel like grade seven or eight. And then again, round two, complete nerd about this, like in grade eight, I believe, like is when I started looking like, OK, what courses do I got to take in high school? Um, and I went through high school, tried to like look at the courses I'd need. Um, and so like from grades nine to 12, just kind of got a better idea. I'll be honest, um, I am not the greatest person at math or physics or chemistry, thankfully not biology. We didn't need that at all. So I would have for sure flunked out. But it, it as time went on, I just kind of saw like more of the theoretical aspects of, of engineering, I guess, right? Like the first year courses of physics, um, calculus, chemistry, et cetera, et cetera. But what drove me through high school, um, from elementary school to high school and from high school to university and, and even now in my graduate education um, and in work is a passion. Um, it, it comes right down to that as a basic fact is, is that passion kind of took me through it. That's really so cool. A good idea. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's definitely like neat to hear that sort of like what sparked your passion in civil engineering all the way from 10 years old carried you throughout like elementary and high school and throughout your like civil engineering undergrad at Lausanne. Um, oh, and speaking of which, what drew you to Lausanne? I guess I might as well ask. Man, that's a, that's a good question. I don't even know how to answer that. The reason being is I should have been a smarter grade 12 student. I'll be honest, I was not. Um, I hadn't really known much about, I guess, York and Lausanne, if I'm being honest. Um, and so at that time, I didn't even know that I was one of the first civil engineering students to enter in at that time, because um, 2014 was like the first time entries for civil and mech. So honestly, I guess, kind of scary, um, kind of cool. I'll touch upon that later as to why it was cool, because there's so many opportunities for growth and development um, being the first ones. But um, as time went on, kind of first year, especially like one thing about me is like, I kind of like to look at the deeper reasons as to why. Um, I'm doing something, you know, like, why, why do I, I want to go out? Why do I want to travel? Why do I want to meet up with my friends? Why am I studying this? Why am I doing that? And so, like, after my first year at Lausanne, actually, it was that summer that I started to read into more about Lausanne in comparison to other schools and other faculties in the greater Toronto and Hamilton area. And, and I guess looking back, actually, one thing I would really loved about Lausanne, if I'm being honest, is that opportunity for design projects, um, that, like, learning space, um, to offer for like students, um, whether it's, well, we didn't have a sandbox in first year, but whether it was like, you know, the sandbox or other creative spaces that we had, like we had those collaborative spaces to, um, whether it was work with uh, our group members on a project, uh, whether that was like capstone or our second year design, mini design project, or just the general eng courses. One thing I really love about Lassonde is like, it, it wasn't just words, they actually made that space to provide you a collaborative space um, the teaching faculty for resources, even just like like liter literary resources, that kind of thing through the library, all those resources were there for you to actually further grow and develop um, as an engineering undergraduate. So 
looking back on that, uh, the more I read about that after first year, I was like, okay, yeah, this, this was a good choice. Um, another amazing thing that I didn't recognize coming into Lausanne, I only recognized it actually in my fourth year, and it's something I do miss even to this day, um, was the community, um, was the people that you met at Lausanne. Like, no lie, engineering, comp sci, like all the programs offered at Lausanne are just, they can be kind of crazy. Um, you kind of need friends to kind of, you know, survive in the program, work with people, kind of bounce ideas off each other. It just helps so much. And it helps having like a friendly community in that perspective. Like without that, you could really like, it would be really tough um, to kind of get through engineering. And in terms of mental health, it's it's becomes questionable at that point. But the, the open community, the openness of just like, hey, we're all struggling here. Let's all struggle together. Um, that was something that was just really, I guess, refreshing, really comforting to know that like I wasn't the only one struggling in engineering. So like that's, uh, those are the two things that I love the sound for was like, the design projects and the creativity and also um, the open uh, community that was that was so welcoming for me as a first year student. I definitely agree. Um, I, I actually joined like 2015. So yeah, it was um, like Lausanne's a pretty new school. And I agree that the community is just really welcoming there. Um, it's nice that you touched upon how uh, it's a very collaborative space. And I like I myself do find that it's nice that there's so much um, student run activities like clubs and events, it's all done like by the students, um, which is kind of crazy because when you think of like engineering, you think that, oh, the only thing you have time for is studying. But um, there's a lot of students that are, you know, um, taking time out of that whole like student lifestyle to um, actually have a life outside of the classroom and join clubs and everything, um, yeah. which uh, is nice and kind of like sort of inspiring because you know you see that it's completely doable <laughs> and that yeah you you do get to um not only just study all the time <laughs> nobody wants that who wants to study all the time right <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. yeah so I guess going back to where you are now um tell us what it's like working in your field is working a job in public transit like super hands-on are you like out on the highways like what do you do good question um so i'm currently a, a project coordinator for the light rail transit portfolio um, at infrastructure ontario uh there i hope i get this right um they're a crown agency that reports to the ministry of infrastructure um, and helps deliver on a lot of public private partnerships otherwise known as a p3 um, contracts in uh, in ontario and so I guess more specifically, uh, I'm involved in the Huron Ontario Light Rail Transit Project. The Huron Ontario LRT is uh, an under construction light rail transit line. This runs in Mississauga and Brampton. Uh, it's 18 kilometers and 19 surface stops. And this will be from, uh, in case, I guess, in case you know, like region appeal areas, I guess it's, it's from mm -hmm. Credit Go Station to Brampton Gateway. So, that's essentially kind of the project. Um, very exciting project, a lot of big things happening. Um, it's amazing the connections that are going to be offered to local transit and regional transit by way of like Go Transit or My Way um, or Zoom. And I guess more specifically, what I'll, what I'll be, what I am doing um, is actually tracking a lot of the, we, we call them variations for a pre-T project. Um, for anyone who knows Project Imagine, I guess for like a traditional project, it would I guess be like things like change orders. That's a similarity, but 
essentially any kind of deviations to the original project agreement, like we'd kind of track that and be like, hey, um, you know, there's a proposed deviation from the contract. <clears throat> How is this going to affect uh, the budget, the schedule, design and construction, the operations and maintenance? Um, so we kind of like get a, get a feel for like the scheduling variances, the budget pressures, if any, I'm not saying there are, um, the budget pressures or anything like that. And so, yeah, it's, it's just tracking commercial issues entirely. So it's, it's really cool. I think for me, the big thing about project management for the public transportation industry is like, it's something that kind of just clicked um, after my first co-op term, I think. And funny enough, my first summer term was actually at IO on a different team, but it was at that time I was really exposed to like what's going on in our, in our, in our region. Like in terms of transit, like there's, there's so many subway projects under, under the planning stage or under construction. Um, there are so many light rail transit lines under construction across the greater Toronto and Hamilton area. BRT lines, there are so many in the works right now in the planning stages. So it's like right now, like Toronto's going through a huge boom. I know in the past, you know, 10, 20, 30 years, people have just been like, what? Like, there's nothing really going on here. Let's go into like mechanical engineering or computer engineering. No, no, no. Civil is, is where the fun is at. So there was just so many things going on um, here in Toronto. I just thought, wow, this is a really exciting time for transit in Toronto. Um, and really just to be part of those teams that help deliver uh, transit infrastructure as a whole. Um, it's exciting, you know, to kind of get outside the classroom, like to get away from like the matrices and yeah. chemicals and the test tubes and whatnot. Like it's it's fun to actually get out on the field. So um, yeah, I will say it's, it's of course, due to the COVID-19 pandemic, we're not actually on site now, but um, I, from what I've been told, at least once we do go back to the office, um, there will be like a site office. So this will, it will include like routine site visits just to see how the construction is going, just to check up on it and, and make sure we're ready for, you know, in service in a couple of years. So um, pretty exciting stuff, but yeah. That yeah. is, and it's, that's really cool that you mentioned that there's a lot going on um, like in civil engineering because uh, typically you think of it as like structures and buildings and bridges, <laughs> especially bridges. Um, yeah. But it's really cool that um, things that people use every day, like roads and highways and subways, um, that's something that's ever changing and it's not like, you know, super stagnant, right? Um, you know, people think like technology is, you know, always on the go and like always changing, yeah. but these things exactly. too, like, um, like roads and transit, like yeah. that is always in the works. Is the DVC yeah. getting a new upgrade? Like who <laughs> even knows? Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's kind of crazy as to how much is, is essentially going on um, in this industry. And, you know, like that's, I, I'm glad you kind of touched upon that um, where like a lot of people think, Imaging is just like, like bridges or like condo department right there. But honestly, everything that you see, a good amount of it, like a civil engineering or a civil engineer has been involved in. Now, whether it's like, I don't know, again, these are just things I'm kind of floating off the top of my head. Like whether it's the road that you're driving on, um, the condo building that you live in, whether it's like the catch basin um, and the curbs that collect all the water after a huge rainfall, like anywhere and everywhere, there's kind of like a, a civil engineer's touch. So it's more than just bridges, more than just, you know, buildings, more than just skyscrapers, but like everything, all encompassing aspects. And, and one of the, I guess, the greater aspects of these kinds of um, 
trying to think of the right word, like cross-discipline tasks is like, like transit, for example, is interdisciplinary. I don't know. Yeah. Interdisciplinary, cross-functional, something or the other. I'm sure there's a word or a research paper about it. Um, you're working with like electrical, you're working with mechanical, you're, yeah. working with civil, you're working with computer, you're working with so many different people. So it's, it's that kind of cross-functional interdisciplinary work even makes things so much more exciting. Like you, you're, in, you're in a constant period of growth and of learning. So that's something that I personally at least really take joy in just like the whole, the multifaceted approach to engineering. You know, it's, it's important not to approach engineering as like, you know, I'm just gonna do this one aspect and move forward with that. Like it's, it's important not to have a siloed or a contained approach to engineering, but like having really, I guess, yeah, Lasan really markets that and, and does that very well is that Renaissance engineering approach of, you know, not just looking at like one thing and, and seeing like how, like what it actually is, but like if a droplet was in the water of engineering, I don't know if that makes sense. You know how like- It how ripples, it yeah. Yeah, the ripple effect, right? It's, you get mm. me, yeah, exactly. So that's like the beauty of, of engineering as a whole, civil engineering as a whole, and especially the way Lasan handles it well is, kind of seeing like what your tests are as a civil engineering graduate or as an engineering graduate and see what else it affects in your community. Um, and that's, that's yeah, at least that's, to me, that's the enticing part of engineering. It's, it's so great. It's awesome. <laughs> I agree. And um, I was actually speaking to um, our Dean earlier and she was saying that um, like her definition of engineering, cause it's kind of vague. Like I feel like in high school, they don't really, explain to you what engineering is and mm -hmm. it means like 20 different things whether you ask like the people in your grade or yeah. other engineers in other you know different engineering disciplines in university but um the dean was saying how engineering itself is a mindset and it's literally how you look at things and how you solve problems and that's kind of like the core of it. Um, obviously, there's the like technical side. So whether you're in like computer engineering and you're programming or if you're in civil and you're building and you're working with the physics and the math, like that's all important and equally engineering. But also, like, I guess holistically engineering is, you know, the way that we solve problems and um, yeah. how we look at the things that we have to solve and create solutions for right yeah. um so yeah I don't know I I wonder myself how high schools nowadays since it's been so long since um you know I've been a grade 12 student you know I wonder how they uh they market it today or how they you know talk about engineering um in the classroom uh but yeah I mean like how would you sort of explain civil engineering to like a grade 12 class or someone considering like engineering as a whole I was going to interject like literally a minute ago because yeah exactly that I, I, even I get curious as to like there's definitely better ways to at, at least when I was in high school to like have educated people on engineering because um, even even my nieces for example who I apologize was she was trying to come in the room earlier so I'm sorry for all the door creaking um she thinks it's playtime but she has no idea what a, a, a podcast means um, and so, you know, one, one thing I, I asked them occasionally, my nieces, they're like, you know, 10 years old, eight years old, and like six years old. It's like, you know, what do you think about like engineering? Would you consider going engineering? They're just like, oh, so much math, so much physics. 
like well they don't even know physics they just know it because of like because i said that word but they think it's all like smart and techie so they're just like oh it's just so many calculations you have to add like a thousand plus a thousand and whatnot and i'm just like well it's more than just a thousand plus a thousand but um more more than that in terms of the way i describe civil engineering to others it's or even engineering as a whole i guess it's a good point it's like you know when when you boil it down i guess when you look at the infrastructure around you, like buildings, the roads, the highways, the transit, et cetera, et cetera, you know, like oftentimes people, or even myself, like we can struggle to see the, the relation of all of that to Y equals MX plus B, you know, like going from that very simple, basic, like linear slope function to building actual infrastructure. Um, and, and, you know, the way I'd kind of approach, I guess, civil engineering as a whole to people is, is Honestly, really, it's just, it's everything you see. You know, we're, we're talking the soil underneath your feet. That's the subdiscipline, that's, you know, geotechnical engineering um, and the management of, of, I guess, those soils. But clearly, I didn't pay attention in geotechnical engineering <laughs> as an undergrad. Um, you know, structural engineering, like your, your load-bearing capacity. You know, you want to make sure the house that you're living in is, you know, it doesn't, you know, your floor doesn't just fall through and you fall to the ground floor. Like, no, you know, we need to make sure that like the loads that are being sustained are, are, are safe for people to live in. Um, transportation, uh, you know, in terms of like transit, roads, highways, everything you're really seeing that moves you from point A to point B, that's also engineering. Honestly, yeah, like, and the list goes on and on and on. And it's just kind of like, uh, even, even I, honestly, even I struggle with trying to explain because there's just so many things that civil engineers are, are are a part of essentially. And so I I guess the one thing I boiled it down more to when, when I was a grade 12 student is instead of getting bogged down with the details of like the math and the physics, like some of the more technical science areas, um, for me it, it boiled down to like passion um, and perspective. Like what do you what are you passionate about? Because engineering really is just like you can go into you can go into physics, you can go into math, you can go to biology and you can study those um, subject matter areas in like with scrutiny like in such intense detail but engineering simply says like here are the tools that we have now what are we going to do with it where are we going to go forward with this and so for me when it came to, to engineering it was it, the underlying fact for me was was actually passion is I have this passion for transit now what tools do I need to kind of help things move forward um, with this area and so that's I don't know if that's a good way to describe engineering. I don't know what if Dean Goodyear um, gave a better description, and I apologize if that deviated so much from no, no. But I guess different perspectives. Um, yeah, it's it's really engineering is all encompassing of of different technical areas, but more so it's the application of those technical areas. And to any future students who are considering engineering or even just on the fence about it, all I'd say is like, if you have a passion then find out exactly what an engineering is gonna help you meet that passion. That's what's gonna get you through like, sure, the hard courses, the hard programming courses, that's what got me through programming. Um, <laughs> all those kinds of difficult courses is, is find out your niche, find out your interests, find out your passion, find out something that you just are inherently drawn to without feeling like you're working that hard um, and just progress forward with that. Find out exactly what areas of physics, what areas of math, what areas of chemistry will, will help you progress further in that area and sky's the limit honestly seriously 
like sky's the limit when it comes to that, when it comes to when you realize your passion and you know exactly where, what to pull from each area or who to ask, like it's between you yourself and, and your dream. You just kind of go forward with that. So I, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, really the things that you learn in university, like all the, you know, hard, I don't even know why I'm putting in quotation marks hard when it is hard, <laughs> truly. Um, like the, the physics thing. and the math, um, they're just tools to help you, you know, pursue your passion and make the things that you'd like to make, um, which, yeah, can seem sort of lost when you're struggling through the degree. Um, yeah. Well, we are um, coming up on time here. And uh, thank you so much for all of your um, sentiments and knowledge and wisdom. Um, you did give a lot of tips already throughout the podcast. Um, so I guess instead of asking, you know, what big advice would you give to um, the students? What's like just a tip or like a, you know, sentiment from <laughs> when you were a, a student, you know, working away? Well, what's something that you want to tell our audience? The main, I guess, piece of advice I gave to my friends, even um, when we were in fourth year capstone, and and that's that's the main advice I'll give now um, to any future student, to any current students coming out of sound, or even just engineering as a whole, is 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 really find out exactly what your passion is, um, and and make it evident. So, for example, like there there were a couple of design projects that I was doing at Lasand, and you know we as students had the option to do like where we wanted me as a person was like, I know exactly where I want to end up. So I'm going to make this design project work for me, actually. I'm going to find out what areas of the design project. So for example, in second year of so engineering, we take this course called like a mini design project course. Um, just kind of, It's kind of like, you know, the halfway step to capstone, I guess. It's, it's not too technical. It's more so about like your project management skills and how well you can manage a project, things like that. But like with that project, I remember doing... Um, it's called an environmental assessment for a roadway. You know, like there's proposed upgrades for a roadway. Maybe they want to add an extra lane or cycling lanes or et cetera, et cetera. And we kind of had to figure out how that would kind of be done. Um, I could have chosen any of the list of projects that the department had, but I chose to do that project because I realized like that's going to work for me in the long run. So when it, when it gets hard, like when it gets difficult, like when, it, when those late nights kind of hit um, and you're trying to get those assignments done and on, I don't even know if it's Moodle anymore or if it's if it's something else. Moodle E-class, it's it's basically the same thing. Wow, times are changing. It's only been two years since I graduated, but um, <laughs> whatever the submission is, like the submission portal, it's it's really like sometimes you have to take a step back. You got to sit up, you got to breathe, and you just got to be like, why am I here in the first place? You you got to remind yourself of like the end goal or the end path. And you got to see these these courses or even just the assignment or even just the lecture as small little stepping stones for you to reach your dream. Chances are like there's going to be a whole bulk of knowledge you may not utilize or apply after graduation. Um, so if that's your comfort food, like you just know you'll never have to take a programming course ever again or you'll never have to take chemistry ever again, um, then take that and go for a joyride. But like try like Sometimes it's important to take a step back during your assignment or your lab or your project. Focus on your end goal. Recognize that this is just a stepping stone to reach your end goal um, and, and proceed ahead in full steam. That's that's how I kind of motivated myself at least to get through oh man, some of those late nights in third year with the assignments. But it, it really helped. And I'm sure you 
have been through the same thing. Thank you so much, Anson, for sharing those insights. Um, yeah, as we heard for many of us, our earliest connection to engineering is that it is a technical only field involving math and physics. But in reality, it's so much more. As Anson has shared, engineering is about creating something, making change, and helping people. Engineering is a mindset. We want you to take this thought-provoking conversation and find the engineering program you'll use as your medium to make an impact. You can stay tuned into our podcast and all the Lasan School of Engineering activities by following us on social media. We are at Lasan School on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. Visit lasan.yorku.ca slash podcast for your episode guide to This is Lasan School. 